Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Travis Yates, where leaders find the insights, advice, and encouragement they need to lead courageously. By now, you have no doubt heard about the horrific death of Tyree Nichols, and you've likely watched the video of the incident. In light of the recent events and really ongoing unrest, mainly orchestrated by Antifa across the country, I want to discuss how courageous leaders should handle this going forward. Nothing exposes the failure of leadership than a high-profile event, both what could have been done before the event to prevent it and especially how it is handled after the event. Mix in Ben Crump, the media, and talking politicians, and you really have a recipe for utter disaster when it comes to leadership. Law enforcement has seen so many leadership failures in this area, so as I discuss what courageous leadership is each week, it only makes sense to discuss this situation and how it applies to what we talk about. There are a few courageous leadership principles I want to specifically discuss here. And if you haven't been to one of our seminars or read our book, The Courageous Police Leader, you may be asking yourself, what are these principles? In summary, it's what courageous leadership is. It's not a short definition. It's not a meme. It's not some fancy poster. Our principles are proven techniques that can help a leader navigate the simplest of decisions like the thin blue line flag issue a few weeks ago I discussed, and then the most difficult decisions, such as what the Memphis Police Department is dealing with at this very moment. The first principle to discuss here is objectivity over subjectivity. It is very important as courageous leaders that we make decisions based on objectivity and not subjectivity, and especially not on emotion. The facts matter to courageous leaders. The truth matters. And we typically mess this one up. It becomes very difficult to operate with an objective, fact-based mindset when it may go against every narrative being thrown out there. Anytime we deal with a high-profile event, the propaganda machine comes out. And it certainly has here. I'll never understand why a horrible incident such as this one isn't bad enough for some and they have to go deeper with lies. So many were calling this white supremacy over the weekend. It was trending on Twitter. That's certainly odd considering everyone here is black. The police chief is black. The officers are all black. The majority of city councils, black. 65% of the population is black. And as usual, this is nothing more than a distraction. Whether it's the media stoking emotion, the activist, activist groups or politicians that use it to push for their agenda, or fundraising, or the lawyers that are looking for a payday, this is always going to happen. You cannot control this, but courageous leaders can control how they respond to it. Once again, courageous leaders should respond based on objectivity and facts, not emotion and not rhetoric. I'm going to discuss the Memphis police chief separately from all other police leaders because they will each be dealing with separate issues. And for me to follow this principle, speak on facts and objectivity, there isn't a lot to say about the Memphis chief yet. We simply don't have enough information. But I will say that she did a pretty good job in another principle that we discussed. That is, to be transparent, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Let me be clear here. We know about this incident because the Memphis police chief made it known. And that's a good thing. Other than some vague opinions that were rather cryptic prior to the video, Chief Davis has kept the public informed of this incident and released the full video. That transparency should continue as she evaluates her agency. 
Her number one concern at this moment is whether this is an isolated incident or some form of cultural issue within the agency. The right way to address this would be to immediately evaluate all use of force and complaints, begin auditing existing body camera videos with citizen contacts, something I hope was already occurring, and even roll out a program inside the agency to get feedback from other officers because if anyone sees the culture on a day-to-day basis, it's the employees. She should examine hiring standards, review background checks on existing officers, especially these officers, and she should look at the training the agency is being given. This may be an isolated incident with five police officers. It may be a cultural issue with one unit, or it could be an agency-wide issue, but Chief Davis will never know this unless she does this. And all of that would be a start. The wrong thing to do would be to throw your hands up, call the Department of Justice, and throw yourself on the mercy of the federal government. I don't know of one agency that has improved because government bureaucrats got involved with the local police matter. You would never go on vacation in any city under a federal consent decree. This may virtue signal that you are addressing an issue, but it's all talk with very little substance. And doing that would be a good way to make Memphis even more crime-ridden, which really is hard to imagine. So if you're keeping up, I've mentioned two core courageous leadership principles. Be objective and not subjective. Be transparent, whether it's good or bad. And the third one I'll mention will be the most difficult for Chief Davis. Courageous leaders own it all. They own the good things, and they own the bad things that occur in their agency. They are the responsible party. There's no getting out of this, by the way. Chief Davis must acknowledge that she failed. She may have had no clue this was going on, but great leaders step up, and they acknowledge their mistakes, and then they get busy fixing those mistakes. Many leaders shy away from this, but in my experience, this is what leadership is. And the majority of people in this country respect leaders that do this. It's what all great leaders have done in the past. It's what all great leaders do now. And law enforcement desperately needs this type of leadership today. I could say more about Chief Davis, but that's about all I can say with the information that I have. I think more importantly, I need to discuss how all other law enforcement leaders need to handle this. And frankly, it's odd that I have to discuss this because our profession is the only profession that feels that one incident in Memphis, Tennessee somehow applies to the entire profession. And we aren't the only ones that feel this way. All the talking heads in the media are telling the world that what happened in Memphis applies to all of law enforcement. It's silly. It's dumb. It's downright disingenuous because no other profession has to deal with this. When doctors murder patients, we don't demand that all doctors need reform. When teachers rape children, we don't see all school principals in America telling their community that we don't agree with what happened. And I could discuss every single occupation here. Anyone with a few brain cells understands exactly what I'm talking about. But unfortunately, law enforcement leaders have failed us so many times in this area. Rather than making decisions based on facts, we make them based on our emotion or the emotion of a few others. You got to remember now, it wasn't too long ago that many agencies banned LVNR a very effective low-force option because George Floyd was not killed by LVNR. We banned choke codes because George Floyd was not killed by a choke code, and choke codes were only a deadly force option to begin with. We banned no-knock warrants because Louisville officers did not execute a no-knock warrant, and Breonna Taylor was tragically killed when her boyfriend began shooting at cops while he used her as a shield. Those are all facts. 
but they very much go against the propaganda and narrative, and law enforcement leaders have a very bad track record of making decisions based on lies rather than the truth. Sadly, they knew they were making those decisions based on lies when they did it, and this really has to stop. We have this history of making decisions that make no objective or factual sense, and those decisions have hurt the profession. If LVNR has been banned on your agency, a technique, by the way, that's used thousands of times in jiu-jitsu gyms a day in America, then your other force options are physical strikes, which is much more susceptible to injuries. If you've banned no-knock warrants, a constitutional warrant rarely used that has to be signed off by a judge, your officers are in greater danger during those high-risk warrant services. If you've banned choke codes, a force option that is for deadly force only, then your other deadly force option is just to shoot somebody. So as we discussed the Memphis incident, I'm already hearing calls for every agency in America to ban street crimes units. These officers are part of one called Scorpion. First, that's called a clue. I know we love our acronyms in law enforcement, but naming your unit after a deadly animal probably wasn't the smartest decision. But if we're going to look at this objectively, what happened in Memphis has nothing to do with any other agency. There are over 18,000 police departments, and they are all separate organizations with separate leadership structures. Every state has different training guidelines, and every agency has different hiring guidelines. These demands mean nothing and if you've been leading correctly, you've already mitigated any chance this could happen where you are. With that said, we will see leaders do this, and it's virtue signaling at the highest level. I saw a chief write on social media just the other day that what we saw in Memphis exists in every police department, and it's because the culture of law enforcement is broken. I cannot express to you how dumb this statement is. Who does he think builds and fosters culture in law enforcement? Leaders do. If culture is bad in an agency, it's a leadership problem in that agency. So he's basically talking about himself. And once again, he's just virtue signaling, but in doing it, he looks like the dumbest chief in America. I've also seen virtue signaling in a much lesser form. I've seen many chiefs and sheriffs write open letters to their community condemning the incident in Memphis. Now listen, I don't mind this. I don't mind this as long as two things are occurring simultaneously. We should never respond to any incident unless we are being objective with the facts. In this case, I think we have enough information to do just that. But we have screwed this up more times than I care to mention in the past. Secondly, we can place effort in, into condemning the actions as long as we are currently leading our agencies in a courageous manner that would mitigate this type of behavior. Folks, leadership is an everyday affair, not just when you think people are watching. So other than not jumping the demands of others based on an incident in a city far, far away, what should leaders do? Well, it depends. Great leaders have nothing to do because they've already done it. They lead every day. While people are saying we should be evaluating street crimes units and retrained cops, courageous leaders do that long before this happens. They ensure the right people are on the bus. They ensure that proper training is occurring. They ensure the right people are being hired, and most importantly, they ensure that their agency represents the most important courageous leadership principle that we discuss. The men and women in their agency serve with integrity and character. In the coming months, you're going to see some so-called great reform ideas. We need training on duty to intervene, which is nothing new. I don't mind that. We should stop doing traffic stops, which some cities have already done, and 
and we should disband special units. And all you have to do is look at Portland's crime rate to see how that one worked out for them. And on and on and on. And many cowardly leaders would just simply go with the flow and do it. But you know what they're really telling you when they do it? They weren't leading at all. That's because courageous leaders do everything they can to build great police departments, regardless of some high-profile event or national outrage. Background checks, hiring, training, policy, tactics, and leadership is fostered throughout the agency. So much so that if anyone attempted to do what we saw in that video, you don't need duty-to-intervene training to prevent it. A leader would step up and stop it. You see, this is what everyone is missing here, and I want you to catch this one. What everybody is missing here is what happened in Memphis was a leadership problem. If one of those officers was a leader, this never happens. And that's exactly what every chief and every sheriff should be asking themselves right now. Maybe they've done the duty to intervene training or any of the other check-the-box things we're told to do and we do it. I don't mind that stuff. But let me tell you something. There is not a training program on the planet that can take the place of leadership. If they have not fostered a culture of leadership in their agency, a philosophy that everyone with the badge has a duty of a leader, then they aren't addressing the right issues. It is that simple. Everything good and everything bad is because of leadership. Leadership is not some elusive concept that you obtain because you passed a promotional exam or you went to some fancy school and got a fancy certificate. Law enforcement today needs to hire leaders. We need to foster leadership. We need to train leadership. We need to promote leadership. And when we do that, we have leaders on every call. We have men and women with excellent character, impeccable integrity, and with a strong sense of right and wrong. Why are many agencies struggling in this issue? Well, it's because we bought the lie that some fancy training class or whiz-bang reform will fix the issues. Folks, that's like putting water into a jet. On the outside, it looks great, but on the inside, it will cause everything to crash and burn. In the coming weeks, pay attention. This horrific event in Memphis will expose our cowards in leadership, and it is also an opportunity for courageous leadership to reign. I pray the courageous leadership prevails. And until then, lead on and stay courageous. Thank you for listening to Courageous Leadership with Travis Yates. We invite you to join other courageous leaders at travisyates.org.